Welcome to Breakdown to Build Up, a podcast on existential living, an uplifting, educational, and entertaining inquiry into life's big questions with me, your host, artist, educator, and all-around Renaissance human being, Jordan Guzman. To be or not to be, that is the question. Hello, babies, mommies, puppies. <laughs> I'm glad you're here right now. And maybe it's better for me to imagine that I'm talking to nobody so I can really express what is on my mind and my heart. And imagine that this little sanctuary I've created is a place I can go to share my thoughts, my deepest thoughts. And I wonder about yours or people's, all the things that they don't say out loud, all the things that are hard to admit, The things we don't want, the things we really do want, the things we're afraid of and keep hidden, the things that we still think about, our hopes and our dreams, that world, that underworld of ourself, what we don't show is very interesting to me. Because I know that part very well about myself. And what I've been wondering is as I <clears throat> as I continue to oh my voice sounds shaky there, didn't it? As I continue to share and continue to be open and talk about my stories and and say what's in kind of like the back of my head. I've been wondering just what is like what to share and what not to share and how to kind of place boundaries and what boundaries I want to have as I continue to um, just kind of share my art, this new art form. And at this point, um, you know, I want to be wise as I move forward and not reckless. And I have had a tendency, I do sometimes to be a bull in a China shop. Okay. In my early 20s, um, I decided to adhere to the tenets of traditional evangelical Christianity. And I didn't grow up with a traditional sense of Christianity. 
It was not at the forefront of conversations in my home. Um, but a lot of spirituality, maybe like, um, it, it, it really wasn't at the forefront of our home. You know, my parents didn't really want me to worry about, um, I guess, or have fear around salvation or my soul and hell and being in all of that. And, but I stepped into it. So I didn't grow up like that, but I, I went into it myself. And, um, you know, my father's a very passionate person and he was a preacher before I was born. And, but he is more of a seeker, which I know to be true, like that, to be true of myself now. And he was at one point very strict with his religious views and and kind of like, I guess, a bull in a china shop. And learning from that experience of me going into church and then, you know, I was very like militant and very strict with my beliefs and kind of really you know, wanted other people to believe as I did. Because if not, you are going to hell. And um, I kind of made it like, and I was also struggling a lot with OCD. And, um, and I urge you to like, do research. I feel like I, I would need to do like a whole other episode on just what like misconceptions about obsessive compulsive uh, disorder and like what 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 your first initial thoughts are and then kind of like what it really is, like what the real process behind it is or like thinking process. But anyway, but I was very strict with myself and I know I know that this was not the case for other Christians. I know that this was not like my experience is my experience. Okay. Like I know that this was not how everybody is. It's not the entirety of Christian culture is not like the, you know, I was like this. So everybody was like this. No, I have a specific just concoction of like intent, just my own shit, my own shit. And I brought that into that. And it was very, you know, it was very creative during that time in my early twenties, probably between like eight, the ages of 18 and I think 23 when I was heavily into like born again, evangelical Christianity. And um, I brought a lot of just that intensity and, and, and I really liked the intellectual part of studying, um, of studying Christianity. I really always loved comparative religion and studying different religions, but the way that I used it was like, I need to study them so I can convert everybody to believe exactly like how I believe. And, um, I think I was 
I think a lot of people saw me as like really brave and stuff because I would go out like we all went out to evangelize with the purpose of finding people to convert. And um, and I would get really obsessive about it where like there were times like in the height where I could not um, sleep. I don't say sleep, but it, it just like kept me up at night knowing that there were people who did not believe as I believed and it stressed me out. And, um, and again, I say this, like, this is not the experience of other, maybe, I don't know, but when you add like OCD and not really knowing how, like I thought when I was in my early teens and I was like super germaphobic and like meticulously organized. And I thought, Oh, well, that's the only way that OCD shows up because that's what I knew of it too. I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have obsessive compulsive disorder. Like my whole closet is organized. I don't even want to like share with, um, I had like a, like a really extreme fear of contamination. And I was like, I swore that I had some type of like illness that has just not been discovered. So I didn't believe any of my doctors but that was kind of like in high school, um, in high school. But then it kind of like that kind of went away and it morphed into like it just took another shapeshifter form. And although I was like relaxed in like I let a lot of those like fear contamination fears go. But then I kind of took those fears and 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 put myself in this new existential world of like thinking about um like the state of your soul kind of thing and that those kind of fears like latched like those existential fears about what is the meaning of my life and um and what knowledge do I need to be in order to like feel okay with like my place in the universe? And um, so I took that, that was my baggage going into, you know, Christianity. And for a lot of people, the, you know, they kind of like lived a lot of people's stories, like what I was familiar with Um when, when, like the Christians that I knew, you know, I felt like, I felt like in general, like I needed some like hardcore backstory of like, you know, I used to be like in drugs and I used to like be an ad, I used to do like do all this stuff. And then Jesus came and he swept and he transformed my life. A lot of people have that experience, but I, I don't, I don't think that that was like, I didn't, I didn't have that. I didn't have that. And that wasn't my experience. And, um, but why did I say that part? I don't know. But the point is that like it, it, it just like caused me like during that whole time silently because I didn't really understand how my, the symptoms of OCD, like obsessive compulsive disorder affected me while I was in church and while I was a leader and while I did really, I hate to say it like this, but did really well for myself in the sense of like, 
Um, I really, really enjoyed being a leader in the church. I really enjoyed putting together Bible studies. I really enjoyed the creative aspect of it. You know, my friends were musicians and um, artists and poets, and that was just like the best thing for me creatively. And, um, but silently, I was really, really suffering trying to grapple with the existential, um, like the intellectual and existential um, questions about God as I understood it through the Bible. And um, it was really hard for me. It was really, really hard for me not really knowing what was going on with me internally, not ever being kind of like formally diagnosed. It was really hard for me to understand why I couldn't just like relax and, you know, enjoy God or enjoy this bubble that I put myself in, you know, and, um, not knowing that it just caused a lot of shame. Cause I was like, damn, like, you know, everybody else seemed, well, you know, not really. I didn't think that like everybody was not having problems. Um, but it was just kind of like a really silent struggle. It was a really silent struggle because you, I mean, to say that you have doubts about all of this and like, is this even right? Is this like, I don't even like, or kind of agree with like this or all of those things. And then, and, and not having like an okay with uncertainty, because that's what really OCD is at the bottom. It's not being okay with being uncertain. I was like, oh, other people have like a very good threshold for uncertainty because I got a lot of questions and some of this stuff ain't adding up for me. And I guess like for other people, like it was, that was easier to do. But for me, it was not, it was not an, it was very torturous for me to feel like I had to let go of these like, like hardcore questions. I don't want to go into that specifically, like what things I agreed with and didn't agree with, because the point in me sharing this experience is um, oh, why? <laughs> How did I get into this, y'all? I need to backtrack mentally. The point of sharing this experience in the bigger picture is that I want to be able to talk about <laughs> my experiences. And I'm, and I feel like I have, I want, I need to be like so gentle and caring and nurturing because the end goal of wanting to make this podcast, the end goal of wanting to talk about, you know, the shit that I want to freaking talk about is to like, I guess that's the question. <laughs> like, what do I want to? 
That's not even, <laughs> there's no answer, guys, right now. There's no answer why I, you know, want to talk about this stuff. And I think it's because there's so many interesting stories. I feel like there's so many, like, things that people think about and things that people wonder about and that are taboo about whatever freaking, like, about whatever, wherever you are in life that are just not talked about. And that are taboo and are like, and, and then we all like, and then you just, ha you just go out into the world and you deal with normal world like things. And then there's this underworld of like stuff that's in the back of your brain. That's like, really, do I, do I really believe this? Do I really do it? And those things, like th those kind of questions and those things were very isolating for me. And instead of bringing them out into the light, instead of talking about them and asking about them, and then, you know, and, and I did, and I talked about them, asked, asked about them, but I, I just like never felt like in that context, like I never really like, I just inevitably it just, it just wasn't for me. So I left, I left and that was very, <laughs> Very, very, very hard because I had, you know, just like a, a um, like leaving a community, <laughs> leaving a community and feeling like I, you know, just like it was just the most terrible. <laughs> that was the hardest thing in my early 20s socially that I have ever had to do. Um, it was really, really, really tough on me but I do not regret it. And, um, and, and that wasn't to say that, um, you know, I, I think like after I left, I was like, I'm an atheist and I don't believe anything about, and that's not true either. That's not true either. But what that did do for me was, was just set me in the motion of wanting to create a belief system that worked for me, like that where I could be myself, um, where I could be myself or, um, yeah, where I can express myself without feeling this like, you know, you know, shame and, and, uh, and, my experience from what I knew, it was just like very, like I, it, it was just kind of, I just experienced a lot of shame during that time for like very natural, very natural things. And, um, and again, like with my perfectionism and, and those kind of like OCD symptoms that is just like, it, it's very hard when like morally, like if, they call it like scrupulosity or like a um, concern with morality. And um, I think I was very judgmental during that. That was like my most judgmental time um, where I, I was the least accepting of myself and the least accepting of other people. And that wasn't to say that I wasn't kind and caring and and all of that. But it, when I left, when I left that environment for me in my head, I, 
I really had to look at my personal motivations for wanting to get to know people because my motivations were kind of came with this ulterior motive that I would bring somebody to Jesus or bring somebody to the church. And, and I really wanted to not do that anymore. And I'm not saying that I could have done that and still have been in, in the environment. And I'm not pasting or posting all, all Christians like this or anything like that. But what I do mean to say is for me personally, in my experience, um, is that uh, that was a, a big motivator for me to, to give and, and all of that. And I realized after that I didn't, I was like, can I just get to know people? Can I just want to know somebody without needing to feel like I have to convert them? Or if I didn't convert them, then it was just like, bruh, that it, it was like exhausting for me. Um, and I think I opened up to, uh, yeah. So I said that I, I laughed and I was like, I'm an atheist. I'm a this, I'm a that. And I, I wasn't, I'm not, it turned out I'm not an atheist. Um, however, What it did do, like I was saying, is it it kind of threw me into the trajectory of formulating my own belief system and something that works for me, for me, and being okay with that. And even, you know, in that community too, I think you know, you can, uh, how do I say this? (laughs) How do I say this? I gave myself permission now (laughs) to um, create my own belief system that works for me. Okay. Bottom line. I think I've said it like three times already. That's it. And not being afraid of that. <laughs> because, um, because it's my own. It needs to it needs to be my own firm. Um yeah, that's it. And I kind of understand now why my parents didn't want me to worry about. Um, a lot of the things that I ended up worrying about when I, when I went into, um, like hardcore traditional church. So it's interesting because I feel like a lot of people like grew up in it and then wanted to leave it or find their own way to express their, you know, spirituality. Um, I guess I was kind of the the opposite in that I grew up with a unconventional belief system. Um, 
and then went into a traditional one and then, whoa, that did not work for me. And then left it to continue my unconventional spiritual path. And yeah, so I'm not here to tell you that I, you know, found the answer to any of it, but I got a shit ton of questions and, and that's what kind of keeps me interested in, um, in life is just keep asking, asking questions and understanding too, that you're not always going to have the answers and the point I think of the journey, whatever journey is, there is no end final point, at least for me. Like, I don't feel like there's a, like, I will finally come to some grand truth about life and existence. It's like, no, that's why this is called existential living because it's just a continual wondering. And, and I like that because it, it keeps me um, moving forward and just fresh and digging deep and being interested in life and having a playful, childlike view of life that is open to discovery and exploration and um, is not so settled because then I feel like we start getting smug with life, you know? We just, it's like a smugness, like this one thing is, you know, is it? And that's not even true for anybody who adheres to any religion, you know, where you come to this final place where you finally understand all the truths of your, of whatever it is that you believe. No, because life happens and it makes you think about those things differently. It, you adopt new information. The culture changes. All of this stuff is happening. And, um, and you know, and religion adapts to the culture. So I wasn't expecting to share that share that story or that tidbit, but I feel like it is really a major thing, you know, that I'm exploring and that, um, I, I know that other people are exploring too. And what is their place in the world and what, what meaning do you have and how do you find it? So what gives you meaning? What gives you meaning? in life and what are some truths that you have kind of come to that formulate your belief system about the world and really just help you not worry. And I, I remember asking my dad about that because, you know, he's a big seeker and is more private with it now because before he was very outspoken. And, and I just asked him what, like you search all this stuff and what's the bottom line of, of needing to search for all for, I don't know, for truth or wisdom and his end thing. He was like, it's really not to worry. So I don't have to worry and I can just live, live life without worry. 
And I hope I, I understand that, or I'm, I'm starting to understand that, that that's really, you know, why humans choose to believe in something greater than ourselves so that we don't have to worry because there's so much hardships and there is, I mean, there's the good, bad and the ugly light and the dark and then everything in between and with how the world is changing, how people change, how, how tumultuous life can feel. Um, and everybody's in, uh, uh, just a fast world and whatever your beliefs are, whatever they are, I hope they give you peace and not, and not to worry and to enjoy life and to slow down and to remember remember what you like want out of life truly what you truly not what everybody else wants you to want not what the culture says you need to want but what you want and if you have that then beautiful wonderful and i find joy i find peace now on the other side of that where and I, and I'm, and I still have obsessive compulsive tendencies, but I find on the other side of all my experiences with, you know, having these tendencies and, and quirks and fearing the unknown is leaning into it. And I've gone in the opposite direction where I'm like, you know what? I did all this stuff because I really wanted to know and blah, blah, blah. You know what? Now I'm searching more because I don't know, not because I want to know and find like the end all be all, but I want to understand how expansive and how big our universe is. So I don't have to worry and, and just remember, um, and gain, gain perspective of our inherent, like just smallness, how small we are in a big, big world and not to fucking worry about a thing. Okay, because every little thing is going to be all right. Saying don't worry about a thing. Because every little thing is going to be all Thank you for joining me on this week's episode of Breakdown to Build Up. Stay in touch with me on Instagram at Jordan Guzman Art. You can email me at jordanguzmanart at gmail.com. My website is jordanguzmanart.com. Consider supporting the podcast and my creative ventures by making a one-time donation or even becoming a patron on Patreon. By making a monthly contribution, you can have access to behind-the-scenes content, my art, poetry, writings, and other exclusive creative musings that I don't share on other social media platforms. Follow the Patreon link in the show notes for more information. Until next time, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be at peace. May the light of your life be a blessing to all. Be well, my friends.